different 60 years Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic. Unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tory. So today is May 29th, 2019, and it was an interesting morning, wasn't it? The talking points were very silent this morning. It's as if they knew something was happening and everything was being reiterated because they just threw a curveball thinking that they're going to catch us with our pants down. But see, people don't pay attention. People are not paying attention that the president is a step ahead. But the question now is... Do we take it up a notch? Do we take it up a notch because it's time to pull the lever? Pull the lever, no holds barred, let's get going. So we're going to be discussing Mueller's unprecedented, unnecessary statements that were made uh, concurrently, um, coupled with Nadler's release. But today I'm naming names. After the first break, I am going to name to you all the Republicans in the Senate. See, I hear a lot of people saying, well, they'll never get the Senate. They'll never get the two-thirds. They'll never get the Senate. Hey, guys, they've been canvassing for a while, and I'm going to name all of them. All of them, one by one, are going to be named. It's incredible, if you think about it, just how big this coup is. This is a coup. And I said it in November. I said it in December. I said, do not trust Barr. You know, the president is chips all in, commenting on Barr. Everyone says he can't just kill, and he has to save face. He can't just say, I entrusted Barr. And, you know, uh, now he's flipping. Well, we knew he was going to flip. He's old guard. The president knew he was going to flip. He's old guard. That's the thing. What people don't seem to understand is that old guard sticks with old guard every single time. That's the way it is always and forever throughout history. And this old guard planned it very, very well. Gained the trust of the president. And now the, uh, the attorney general is tasked to access information from intelligence assets, intelligence elements, DNI, CIA, and the CIA is so rogue. Where are you going to find all of them? Compliance is going to be zero coming out of Coates. We see Graham, he's already introduced the secondary counsel, uh, another sec- uh, special counsel, a secondary special counsel. He introduced that two months ago. People are not paying attention. And now this with Mueller, of course, of course he's going to do it now. 
because they need to start the conversation because they're in trouble. See, I was a cryptologist. If people actually paid attention to the tweets going back and forth and their little secret accounts on Twitter, you would understand. They're all in a lot of trouble. They're all in full panic mode. And the thing is, unfortunately, they're all making their way to have the ear of the president of the United States. That is unfortunate. It seems very macabre. What? Is there any hope for our nation? Are we going to survive this? Is there any way our nation will survive this? People are so gullible. People are too busy retweeting MAGA trains rather than being loud and putting out information and congesting the information highway with facts. People are too busy applauding. Wow, you made so many followers. Do you know how much of that stuff I see? The minute I see someone retweet that, I unfollow them. I can't have that congestion in my Twitter feed. I need to see the news. I need to see what people are putting out there. That's what you should be doing. It's everybody's fault that this is being slow walked. We need to pick up the pace. We need to start looking into things. And like I said, bar is a setup. Bar is a trap. This was all orchestrated like a perfect waltz. A perfect waltz. And they're laughing. But here's the thing. There's people like me everywhere. And obviously the president as well, who's well aware of who, what, when, where, and how. If they think they're smarter, let them think that. If they think they're winning, let them think that. Because it's when they're winning, when they think they're winning, that we get them. We steal their thunder. This is incredible. We are observing a coup. We are observing a live coup and it's being done by people that we elected by people we elected. And these clowns in the Senate, these clowns in the Senate, all of them, Shelby, I see you, Danes, Fune, Moran, Kennedy, Johnson, I see you. I see you, and I name you. All of you will be named. They're canvassing. They've been canvassing. I've been saying there were seven angry Republicans that are canvassing. This is what they've been doing. We have the good guys drafting article of impeachment for the president that used to be president, President Barack Hussein Obama. And these clowns have been working on it. They don't need a crime. It's all political. They can make it up. They could say it was obstruction. They can make it up. We need to step up these indictments of what's going on. We need Comey behind bars. We need Brennan behind bars. Start locking them up. Kill their thunder. Don't wait for it to unroll. This is what happens. They step up the timeline. We move it up too. Mueller was a bad call for them because they've been sitting in their own little secret rooms talking about this. You think Brennan was called in to advise him on the false information coming out for Iran? Really? You think that's why he was there? It had nothing to do with them saying, well, how are we going to impeach him? What do you got? What intelligence you got? I mean, you still have your clearance. You got your company in Luxembourg. Hit us up. Give us the information. That's exactly what went on. So today... 
my sources on the Hill are panicking. You know, they're employees. They're not contractors like many of us. They're employees and they are sweating. They're like, what is going on? What is going on? And they're texting me and guys for transparency, right? Because I like to keep it real. So yesterday I had the worst migraine ever. Now I was a person that thought migraines were make-believe. Okay. I know it sounds really mean. And I even did it through med school where I was like, oh, it can't be that bad where you need to ice pack your head. Well, you know, now fast forward, certain medications provide the great foundation. If like I'm on a regimen of antibiotics or immunosuppressants or whatever I'm doing, I get migraines. So I had the worst migraine ever yesterday, like super ice packs on my head. And I started to indulge in a Chinese telenovela. So I am getting bombarded by text messages this morning where the tail end of this migraine is going from yesterday, ice packs on my head, and I'm getting so many messages from people that are suits, that are rank and file, that are like, oh my gosh, we got to hit up and have conversations. We're freaking out. Everyone is freaking out. They think that the Democrats are winning, and it's fine. Let them look like it. Give them today, man. All these people are going to be perp. The only way to re- enforce uh trust to re to to provide tr- to to let the people trust the federal agencies again we need to see people held accountable if we have these jokers canvassing right now to see who would support articles of impeachment for bs right if we have people canvassing then you know that it's in the works i've got one of those clowns in my state One senator, and I'm not going to name him, I'm going to keep it quiet, one senator in another state, not my state, who I have great relations with, you know, conversations, yo, yep, they're hitting us up, they're hitting us up. On the GOP side, they're hitting them up. And it was my senator, Senator Hoven, who's canvassing, you know, he's been there for a while, he's a sneaky one. He's a snake. He doesn't even care to be reelected. He's just going to burn that bridge right now. You know, since the state of North Dakota is on a is on a party train with all these um, petitions that we've put out to, you know, undo what the le- local legislation has done, remove this guy from office, remove that guy from, can we remove the senator? I don't know. I got to see if our state allows that. Because this guy needs to go. This is the environment right now in the Senate. People are literally being canvassed. The Democrats have come out and they're calling in their insurance policies. I mean, porn stash Hoven obviously has a lot of under his belt. He's got some dirty, dirty dealings. I mean, I've called the FBI myself and said, he's got a building in the city of Minot with 20 companies in it. 20 companies. He's not paying any state taxes. He's making over $500 million a year and he's paying zero state tax on income. And he's only registered three of the 20 companies. And each company is a company within a company. What's that called? A shell company. And I can't even get the membership 
of who ha- who's a member in these investment companies because it's a privacy thing. But I can almost guarantee you that it's legislators, it's the attorney general, it's people from the Bank of North Dakota, it's, you know, big wigs. Those are the people that are investing in this. Crimes. Those are crimes by your own senators. Investigate them. What are you doing? Those of you in California, if only five of you got together and did half the work I did on Pelosi, we'd have her with her pants down on the hill. They want to subpoena records. We've got FOIA requests ready to fly. Come on, people. Let's get with it. Are you a citizen or not? Because we got a treasure trove of politicians. And politicians are one too many in respect to citizens. Got to get with the program. We got to dish since they're serving. They're serving. Let's dish up for them too. That's the way it goes. I mean, I'm so tired of this. Mueller coming out and saying these things. For for those of you that missed it, I'm going to play it now. I'm going to play the clip. So that way you guys can hear what Mueller's announcement was. It's a 10-minute clip. I'll just play right through it. It's pretty repetitive. His body language indicated that he was not happy with what he was doing or he was under distress, not duress. He wasn't forced to. Well, he kind of was with the coded stuff flying around. Did anybody read the op-ed? You need to decrypt that. Take a listen to what Mueller said. Uh, Good morning, everyone, and thank you for being here. Two years ago, the acting attorney general asked me to serve as special counsel, and he created the special counsel's office. The appointment order directed the office to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. This included investigating any links or coordination between the Russian government and individuals associated with the Trump campaign. Now, I have not spoken publicly during our investigation. I'm speaking out today because our investigation is complete. The Attorney General has made the report on our investigation largely public. We are formally closing the Special Counsel's Office, and as well, I'm resigning from the Department of Justice to return to private life. I'll make a few remarks about the results of our work. But beyond these few remarks, it is important that the office's written work speak for itself. Let me begin where the appointment order begins, and that is interference in the 2016 presidential election. As alleged by the grand jury in an indictment, Russian intelligence officers who were part of the Russian military launched a concerted attack on our political system. The indictment alleges that they used sophisticated cyber techniques to hack into computers and networks used by the Clinton campaign. They stole private information and then released that information through fake online identities and through the organization WikiLeaks. The releases were designed and timed to interfere with our election and to damage a presidential candidate. And at the same time as the grand jury alleged in a separate indictment, a private Russian entity engaged in a social media operation where Russian citizens posed as Americans in order to influence an an election. These indictments contain allegations 
and we are not co commenting on the guilt or the innocence of any specific defendant. Every defendant is presumed innocent unless and until proven guilty. The indictments allege and the other activities in our report describe efforts to interfere in our political system. They needed to be investigated and understood, and that is among the reasons why the Department of Justice established our office. That is also a reason we investigated efforts to obstruct the investigation. The matters we investigated were of paramount importance. It was critical for us to obtain full and accurate information from every person we questioned. When a subject of an investigation obstructs that investigation or lies to investigators, it strikes at the core of their government's effort to find the truth and hold wrongdoers accountable. Let me say a word about the report. The report has two parts, addressing the two main issues we were asked to investigate. The first volume of the report details numerous efforts emanating from Russia to influence the election. This volume includes a discussion of the Trump campaign's response to this activity, as well as our conclusion that there was insufficient evidence to charge a broader conspiracy. And in the second volume, the report describes the results and analysis of our obstruction of justice investigation involving the president. The order appointing me special counsel authorized us to investigate actions that could obstruct the investigation. We conducted that investigation and we kept the office of the acting attorney general apprised of the progress of our work. And as set forth in the report, after that investigation, if we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. The introduction to the volume two of our report explains that decision. It explains that under long-standing department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. That is unconstitutional. Even if the charge is kept under seal and hidden from public view, that too is prohibited. The special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice, and by regulation, it was bound by that department policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. The department's written opinion explaining the policy makes several important points that further informed our handling of the obstruction investigation. Those points are summarized in our report, and I will describe two of them for you. First, the opinion explicitly permits the investigation of a sitting president because it is important to preserve evidence while memories are fresh and documents available. Among other things, that evidence could be used if there were co-conspirators who could be charged now. And second, the opinion says that the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to formally accuse a sitting president of wrongdoing. And beyond department policy, we were guided by principles of fairness. It would be unfair to potentially it would be unfair to potentially accuse somebody of a crime 
when there can be no court resolution of the actual charge. So that was Justice Department policy. Those were the principles under which we operated, and from them we concluded that we would, would not reach a determination one way or the other about whether the President committed a crime. That is the office's, that is the office's final position, and we will not comment on any other conclusions or hypotheticals about the President. We conducted an independent criminal investigation and reported the results to the Attorney General as required by department regulations. The Attorney General then concluded that it was appropriate to provide our report to Congress and to the American people. At one point in time, I requested that certain portions of the report be released. The Attorney General preferred to make, that, preferred to make the entire report public all at once, and we appreciate that the Attorney General made the report largely public and I certainly do not question the Attorney General's good faith in that decision. Now, I hope and expect this to be the only time that I will speak to you in this manner. I am making that decision myself. No one has told me whether I can or should testify or speak further about this matter. There has been discussion about an appearance before Congress. Any testimony from this office would not go beyond our report. It contains our findings and analysis and the reasons for the decisions we made. We chose those words carefully and the work speaks for itself. And the report is my testimony. I would not provide information beyond that which is already public in any appearance before Congress. In addition, access to our underlying work product is being decided in a process that does, that does not involve our office. So beyond what I've said here today and what is contained in our written work, I do not believe it is appropriate for me to speak further about the investigation or to comment on the actions of the Justice Department or Congress. And it's for that reason I will not be taking questions today as well. Now before I step away, I want to thank the attorneys, the FBI agents, the analysts, the professional staff who helped us conduct this investigation in a fair and independent manner. These individuals who spent nearly two years with the special counsel's office were of the highest integrity. And I will close by reiterating the central allegation of our indictments that there were multiple systematic efforts to interfere in our election. And that allegation deserves the attention of every American. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Sir, if you're subpoenaed, do you need to take a full time? No question. So he refused to answer any questions after that. So here's the deal. If you listen to it, there are certain points that he made throughout his speech. They were pretty key. They were pretty, pretty key and very important for people to understand. Just simple points. One, Mueller 
is not going to be testifying in Congress. He said, there's nothing more I can say than what's in the report. I can't put any more in there. There was insufficient evidence for uh, charging the president with any crime, which means there was nothing. And remember, he said the scope was what? To check meddling of elections, but now they wanted to open it up for obstruction too. That the special counsel report speaks for itself. And then he also said that, you know, there were two grand jury indictments, one for sophisticated posing as Americans, but they were Russian with a whole whopping $160,000 in social media. Mike Cernovich, I'm pretty sure he spends more than that a year. Um, you know, let alone. Anyway, and then uh, also said that the Russians hacked the DNC server, which is a lie. We all know that Seth Rich was the one that gave the stuff to WikiLeaks. Lie, lie, lie. And he is resigning. Those were the main points. And after the break, what we're going to do is analyze the points further. I'm going to read to you Nadler's response to... Um, Resigned special counsel Mueller's statement um, on concluding the investigation and what they're saying. And I have my tweet ready to tweet out the Republicans that are now canvassing for votes. They're literally canvassing the Senate for votes because for the House, they're pretty sure we've got a lot of people in the House, Republicans that are more than happy to just get back into the old swamp nature. But what people don't seem to understand is, is that we are 10 steps ahead. There are tons of people out there that are not rank and file, that are simply contractors. And unfortunately for them, the access they have, we have, and even greater. And the Patriots have that. We're harnessing that. And the president made his statement yesterday by revisiting what? The super predators. Why did he bring that up? Oh, do you think it was to, you know, talk about Biden? Who created that? It was William Barr. He facilitated and created the law to allow for privatization of prisons, which in turn beefed up this super predator thing because they needed to fill them up for money. They needed to fill the prisons up for money. I mean, the Democrats love their slaves, right? So right after the break, we'll break this down inch by inch. And you'll see how they just pulled the last trigger they could. See you in a bit. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr. and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our legal defense fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. 
In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for MyPillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. MyPillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable MyPillow is with its patented interlocking fill. MyPillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. MyPillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world is mypillow.com Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So I um, played all of Mueller's audio, and I want you guys to remember, this was not planned. I said that at the beginning of the show. This announcement, this presser was not planned. It was a curveball. It was left field. Why, why, why? So I wake up every morning to intercept the 4 a.m. drops. And surprised me, I didn't see anything about Comey. I was like, are they like deliberately not talking about his op-ed? You know, why is Comey not in the conversation, right? Why is he excluded from the conversation? Why aren't we talking about Comey? And it came to me as a thought, oh, right, he's getting arrested. His indictment is being announced today because it was a complete panic mode one. And then we see Brennan jumping in and then we see Pelosi throwing in signals. And I'm still in the middle of decoding uh, Comey's um, (laughs) op-ed. It's pretty juicy. So uh, he's going down. And this would make sense as to why Mueller decided to rear his head and add some fuel to the fire. Tweet just went out with the Republicans. Boom. So 
Adding fuel to the fire was the whole purpose of this Mueller announcement. There was nothing new stated. Nothing. But here's what Nadler said. We would like to thank the special counsel, Robert Mueller, for his service to our nation over the past two years. In a statement this morning, special counsel Mueller reaffirmed his report, okay, which found substantial evidence that Russia attacked our political system. Yeah, um, I don't know about that. And that the president sought to obstruct Mueller's investigation, uh, not part of the scope, and did not say that he found that the president was obstructing. He said there was insufficient evidence to say that, uh, but it doesn't exonerate him. So it's kind of like me saying, well, I investigated to see if Mike robbed the grocery store, but there was insufficient evidence to say that he did. So it's not exonerating, but it's not charging him. Yet Mike, at the time of the robbery, was in another state. Are you getting it? That's basically what it means. It means absolutely zero. Yesterday I told you how they redefined, how they state things, how they change and re- align the way we think by using words. Wordsmithing is a is a trait of lawyers. When you're a lawyer, you're very good at wordsmithing, you know, manipulating words to infer but not state, to state without inferring, to make factual or non-factual statements sound factual, right? So this is what they're saying. He also confirmed three central points. He did not exonerate, just like I can't exonerate you for, you know, stealing my lawnmower. Because I have no evidence that you were there, but my lawnmower is gone and someone did it. And I can't say that Nadler didn't steal it. I can't exonerate him because I don't have evidence to, to do that, to charge him or to exonerate him. Because if he was in the locale or I had any suspicion that he might be down there or maybe he paid a guy who paid a guy who paid a guy to go steal my lawnmower, I can't exonerate him. This is just how silly it is. So it says he didn't exonerate the president of the United States of obstruction of justice. Obstruction of justice is a serious crime that strikes at the core of our justice system. And the Constitution points to Congress to take action to hold the president accountable. That says, we're going to start impeachment. Okay, game on, guys. You want to do this? We're game. Although the Department of Justice policy prevented the special counsel from bringing criminal charges against the president, the special counsel has clearly demonstrated that President Trump is lying about the special counsel's findings, lying about the testimony of key witnesses. Oh, my gosh. Like, Mueller didn't say any of that. Okay, Mueller didn't say any of that. How dare they say that the that the president is lying? On what basis are they saying that? So they're saying not only is he lying about key witnesses and the special counsel, and he's lying, saying that the special counsel found no obstruction, no collusion. No, they didn't. That's the finding. We could not find any obstruction because we could not find any substantiated evidence. And we could not find collusion. This is why there were no criminal referrals or any referrals. But something a lot of people missed, and we're going to go through this. He begins by saying that he's resigning. Okay? I'm not for him resigning. He should get fired and he shouldn't get a pension, period. He says everything's completed now. And the written work of the office speaks for itself. He said the whole purpose of this and his appointment was to investigate interference in the 2016 election. Not obstruction, 
2016 interference. And he says the grand jury indictments, we had two of them, one about Russian military people that were linked to the Russian military. Again, I've explained to you how Russians can be linked to the military, and that's from mandatory service, that they use sophisticated cyber techniques to hack the Clinton campaign servers and disseminated this information through fake IDs and WikiLeaks. That is BS. Americans gave that over to WikiLeaks. We know that. They know that. One of them, two of them, died. Two. See, everyone just talks about Seth Rich. Nobody talks about Sean Lucas. Seth Rich, Sean Lucas. Two names, not one. Two names, not one. And there's many more. But since they haven't been public, I'm not I'm not able to sit in state. So then they had the second grand jury saying that private entity Russians were posing as Americans to promote discourse on social media. That's BS too. Done. And so he's not going to be commenting on the indictments if the Russians that they indicted, which you're never going to see, and those indictments were sent to a division that can't enforce. Those indictments literally went somewhere to die in a file, right? He's not going to comment if they're guilty or innocent because he can't because they're all considered innocent until proven guilty. So he says there were efforts to interfere in our political system. And um, that is the reason why uh, the um, Justice Department established the special counsel. So the special counsel's primary deal and assignment was to see, did anyone meddle in our elections? <laughs> yeah, they did. The Democrats did. They fixed the elections. We showed that in 2018 where they were making up ballots and having empty ballots and rented cars sitting in parking lots of the airport or, you know, changing the votes two weeks later. So what they did was as they were doing that, they were checking for obstruction. You know, after Comey got fired, we also have to take into consideration, was there any obstruction? I mean, geez, what if the president wants to stop this investigation now that it started? It's like... So how do you get that he he wants to stop the investigation? So the special counsel investigation was appointed after Comey got fired, but they were checking to see if the president was obstructing justice of the special counsel because he fired James Comey. Are you getting it? How does that work? No, no, no. They're saying, well, he wanted to stop the investigations that were ongoing before the special counsel. Oh, you mean the ones that were not provided in a defensive briefing to the president? The ones that Barack Hussein Obama initiated? We still don't know why he initiated them. I've been telling you why he initiated them. But on paper, that hasn't been determined yet. Yet that's exactly what they're pushing, right? So that's what he said. And then he went down to talk about how uh, there's two volumes. The first one is the Russian influence, and there was insufficient proof to demonstrate. And then the other one was obstruction of the president on the investigation, which everyone was pushing this obstruction by the president. But they were talking about him firing Comey, not uh, anything else. So that's what's really weird. So it's like, so you hire the guy after the guy gets fired, then then you decide to investigate why the guy got fired and if that was obstruction of justice because he got fired, but you hadn't been appointed yet. I, you, you see what I'm saying? This is where people need to like pay attention. This is where people need to understand what is being said. So the, he further went on to say that 
He created an independent criminal investigation and concluded everything and gave everything to the AG in regards to that. And a report fully made public to Congress and the American people had several important points. He nodded and said, now, if they found a co-conspirator on the obstruction of justice, maybe they could do something. But, you know, we can't literally take a president to court because that doesn't happen. So that was the nod of, here's the setup. Let's start on the, the impeachment, guys. I'm giving you the the go-ahead. Says, um, says uh, Mueller to them. That's basically what he was doing. Uh, Mueller said, here's your go ahead. Here's your green light. Do it. And the green light comes after collaboration with Barr. And I've talked about Barr. I'm not going to go so deep into it, but you have to understand what Comey did the day before this was released was talking about how there was no corruption and no treason. That's a lie. He says there was no corruption. There was no treason. There was no attempted coup. Lie, lie, lie. He says, those are lies and dumb lies at that. There were just good people trying to figure out what was true under unprecedented circumstances. Really? You mean the manufacturing of a fake dossier, the fact that you were covering for Hillary Clinton, the fact that the president of the United States tasked you with methods to not just frame President Trump or candidate Trump, but candidate Cruz as well. Okay, because they had stuff on Cruz. That should be coming to light, too. They had stuff on Cruz. So in this op-ed, it comes right on the heels of Ham's indictment being popped. And this is the reason Mueller came out. They need the Democrats to have some fire and say something. And it's a nothing burger. They're looking for some lifeline. This is like a straw for an, it's like they're, they have asthma right now. It's like they're breathing through a straw. And the breath that they're trying to take is their narrative. Because Comey's indictment will drop. And I'm pretty sure right now, as I'm speaking, the president is saying, indict him right now. Perp walk him right now. Arrest him right now. We're not going to walk this anymore slower. This is being done. Roger Stone was raided. Raid him. I want cameras everywhere. They had it for Roger Stone. You give it to them for Comey too. You know what would be fun? Tip CNN off and see if they're actually going to be there. Or will CNN say, we got a tip. <laughs> but, you know, for, in Roger Stone's case, they just happen to be in the neighborhood with lawn chairs posing themselves outside. So it, throughout his op-ed, he was writing, you know, how he kept reinforcing. We didn't know what was true. Maybe there was nothing to it. Or maybe the Americans were actively conspiring with Russians. Americans were actively conspiring with Russians. And to find this out, the FBI would have to live up to its name and investigate. Shut up. They put Peter Strzok, who's an Iranian delegate. He is part of the Iranian convoy, the Brennan envoy into the Middle East. His daddy put up the regime of the Rouhani's in the 70s. This is the guy you put to investigate? I want to see Gina Haspel walk too. Take that walk of shame. I want it on a street where we have bells and we just say shame, shame, shame. That's exactly how we want it now at this point. Because for them to try to obfuscate, look at the desperation. This means it's here and it's coming. But, you know, I always hold a grain of salt. But, like I told you, in June we're going to have issues with Barr, right? I said that. Watch it come. Watch it come. Because we know 
Coates is corrupt. We know Gina Haspel is corrupt. But we already know that we have our own people in there. We have our own people in there. They've been in there. And we've got Whitaker hanging out at the DOJ too. He's already seen everything. So we've got people everywhere right now. So they're walking on eggshells. So they're not going to comply. They're going to say, oh, due to this law, this, we're not going to give the agency this, even though you've been appointed this as the attorney general, this. Maybe we need a FISA judge or we need to put it under super seals so that you can see this or look at this. This is how they're going to do it. You watch. So at that point, guess what's going to happen? Yeah, you know, because of the sensitive information and the fact that there's global allies involved and it was the executive office of Barack Hussein Obama, we need a secondary special counsel just to deal with the intelligence side. And that's where the president needs to say, no, you're fired. That's what he needs to do. No bar, you're fired. Lindsey Graham already brought it up. And that was their plan all along, to keep throwing roadblocks. And as long as that roadblock is there in the intelligence, you can't declassify anymore, you can't do anything, and he's just going to appoint it, and he's going to be like, yep, we need a secondary special counsel to be the intermediary counsel to gather all this information in order to declassify. Okay? That's how, it's gonna, that's how they're going to play it out. This is how it's going to unfold. And I'm telling you this... So you know when it comes. I said this in November, said it in December, I say it every month. Do not trust Barr. Barr is old guard and the president made it clear with this tweet about the super predators. He made it clear about the tweet with the super predators. We've got eyes everywhere. And you know what's funny? It's that when the president leaves the country, he's most protected. Did you know that? Our allies, our real allies, actually have our back more than domestic. When Comey gets arrested, you're going to see the media freak out. Well, because he's getting arrested, we are going to file for impeachment. Impeach 45. Girlfriend, it's going to be impeach 44. That's the way that's going to go down. It's going to be impeach 44 and you're not going to be able to do anything about it. It's going to be impeach 44. That is what it is. He started it. He did it. He's in charge. It's his issue. That's the way it goes. And, you know, we can sit here all day until my face is blue and I'll keep reiterating that. Impeach 44 is happening. It's now inevitable. From the testimony we saw with um, from uh, the from Baker, from Lynch, and even Comey, it was all about Obama giving the orders. And you know what was funny is that today the talking points that they had were all about the storms, all about the tornadoes. Now we've got everybody coming out with harp theories. Uh, in Ohio, we've got Roy Moore running again. You know, the guy that had that fake allegation against him. They had it for like one week right by the elections and then she disappeared. So they can't reuse that card, right? Cause she went into the darkness. It was forged. It was fake. Yeah. Roy Moore is running again. That's a really good guy. They trashed him. 
one week putting it up there because they knew everyone was on that Pizzagate train. And they're like, oh, you know, most of the Republicans, most of the conservatives, conservatives, not Republicans, conservatives believe that pedophilia, child trafficking, child molestation, child sacrificing thing, blah, 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 all of that is happening. So this is the, this is where we're going to go with this and we're going to use this. This guy's a dinosaur. We're going to blindside him. And we're going to get our own guy. That's coming around again. We need to fix that. President made it clear today in his tweets too. I tweeted out the names of Republicans that are working with the Democrats. They have been canvassing the Senate. They have been canvassing the Senate for weeks now to see who would jump on board. I am so livid. If everybody pays attention to their local senators, to those in the state of North Dakota, watch the news, watch his interviews. Look at the questions that he's asking, how he dodges every single question that comes out about the president. They won't lie to you. They're not going to sit there and say, he's doing a great job. No, they're snakes. They're disgusting. They're working with the enemy of the people. All of these. There's more. I'll release more. These are the key names because they've been bouncing around the ideas. And I have ears down there because I have a lot of friends that ran for Senate a few years ago. They're in office from across the nation. It's shocking. I'm shocked. Our own Republican Party is, is, is helping with this new coup to formulate some fake allegation of obstruction. Where are you going to prove it? You don't have to. You don't have to have proof proof. It's all political. See, with Bill Clinton, everyone thinks it's because he had sex in the Oval Office. No, he raped Monica Lewinsky. She went and complained. That's how they found out. She had proof. She showed them the dress with semen. What mistress holds on to a dress with semen? He got impeached for rape. He got impeached for other wrongdoings. What did the president do? Nothing. Oh, he, Mueller said that he possibly obstructed justice. How did he obstruct justice if Mueller was appointed after the, after Comey was fired? So you retroactively from the initiation of your investigation investigated to see if he was obstructing justice. How is he obstructing the Mueller investigation by firing Comey if Comey got fired before Mueller was appointed? Guys, they're making no sense and everyone's just jumping on. And here's the thing. They're not only attacking the president, they're attacking Republicans in general. I want you to listen. And uh, so here is where um, you can see CNN literally smirking. It's it's incredible. I want you guys to listen to this too much. Republican Congressman Duncan Hunter is facing quite a few questions now after admitting that while he was a Marine serving in Iraq, he posed with the body of a dead enemy combatant. Hunter made these comments as he was defending this man, Navy SEAL Edward Gallagher. Gallagher is facing a court-martial trial. He's charged with murdering a teenage Taliban fighter with a hunting knife and then posing with the body for a photo. Prosecutors say the teenager was injured and already in custody at the time. He's also accused of shooting civilians in Iraq and shooting into crowds. And he's reportedly being considered for a pardon by President Trump. It's important to note that Congressman Hunter is under indictment himself. He is accused of misusing a quarter of a million dollars in campaign funds. Republican leadership removed him from all congressional committees. Let's talk now with Maryland Senator Ben Cardin. He's a Democrat on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. And, uh, sir, I want to start with this revelation from Duncan Hunter. Has he 
by his own admission, committed a crime in your view, a war crime? It may well be. The U.S. Code, military code of conduct is pretty clear as to how our soldiers must conduct themselves in war. America's strength are in our values, what we stand for as a nation. And we hold other countries accountable when they violate international standards. Our soldiers are going to be held to a high standard. And if they violate that standard, then they have to be held accountable. It should be no reason to pose with uh, with a dead combatant. That's just uh, something that glorifies um, the loss of a life that should not be done. Hunter, at the time when he said this, was defending Gallagher, who, according to his fellow SEALs, is guilty of various war crimes. The president is considering pardoning Gallagher. What message do you think that would send? Okay, guys. So you guys need to see this interview. I'm going to tweet it out. Um, I want you to look at this woman's face. She's literally smiling when they're talking about war crimes. Now, this is a really touchy subject. If you have never been in the situation to see carnage, to see your friend that just lit up your cigarette turn into hamburger, to see people being held from behind and to hear a neck snap. Like I can't even go to a chiropractor and have them, you know, align my neck. They have to use a little machine because it freaks me out. The sound, the movement, you know, that those are things that are traumatic. These, she's sitting there smiling about people posing with dead bodies and carnage. What people need to understand that war changes everyone differently. Not to say that any, any behavior as such is acceptable. And I'm, I wouldn't discount that it happened or it didn't happen because people change. You change when you throw that, you know, that grenade. You change when you, Pull that trigger to save your buddy, knowing that that person that is coming at you is just a mercenary. That person in their mind is doing right and you've taken their life. It changes you. Sometimes it changes you to the point where you become numb and things, atrocities happen. That is a product that may occur from war. That is a risk every soldier, sailor, puddle pirate, jarhead, you know, and air force person goes through. So, you know, they're starting to attack one by one Republican Congress members. So now he won't be able to be a vote. They're starting to go after senators too, but not the ones that are batting for their team that I mentioned. These people have gone to Russia the ones, the first lot of names that I've dropped went to Russia in 2016 at the U.S. Embassy there. And remember, in August of 2017, we arrested a spy at the Russian embassy that was working with Nellie Orr. And the ambassador was fired and wrote a salty op-ed about him getting fired as ambassador. That His name was Teft. So... We need to be a little bit more paying attention. They're playing us like a fiddle right now. And this Mueller presser was simply one thing. It was the last chamber they had, which was, go ahead, start the impeachment. Because we got nothing. That's their final step. They want civil war. They got it. But we're going to use our guns. And that's going to be information. I'll see you all right after the break. Thank you.
Hey, this is Scott Adams. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So uh, remember, I'm always here Monday through Friday, 12 to 2. So earlier in my first hour, I gave you names of Republicans that are canvassing right now for this impeachment. This was the final, final chamber. This is the last move they can make, which is to push to start the narrative for impeachment because people are going to jail. And here is where you're going to see Barr. You're going to see who he really is because it was the wording that, 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 that was the problem for me because his document said one thing. He said he's not going to Congress. Well, why not? Because I won't say anything else that's different than reports so no point in going. No, we want you to go there. We want you under oath because you're going to have us ask you the questions. We're going to have us ask you the question. How dare you say, oh, if I were confident, you know, that there was nothing there, then I would have said it. Ooh, makes my blood boil for this dirty, hairy cop from Boston. How dare he? The guy that implemented spying on citizens, the guy that piloted, fostered, and brought to fruition FBI face services, where your teenager who gets a driver's license at the age of 14 is suddenly found on an FBI database with criminals. You know, okay. You want to play, we'll play. Because we got guns. Not guns like literal guns. But we've, we're armed with knowledge. We're armed with connections. Washington, D.C. has become a sleepless city for the past week. A sleepless city. What people don't seem to understand is that everything has to be done the right way. Everything is going to make sense from the uh, additional 18 indictments to Assange, to maybe resigning, to the president going to see the emperor, to the Iran false flagging, to the fact that we're having mediators in Iran for us because Iran wants to talk to us, to finding out where this $1.6 billion that Obama put on a plane went and the U.S. bank that offered the currencies, the multiple different currencies. To put it on the plane. The same bank that has been found to have been, uh, to have committed crimes against the citizens of the United States. Civil violations, civil rights violations, crimes, funding cartels. Always under the spotlight, yet for some reason they're still 
there. What people don't seem to understand is the origination of this project did not have President Trump and his team as primary scope when it began. In the summer of 2016, there were two, Trump and Cruz. Well, how do you explain Cruz? Are you going to say that Cruz and Trump were working together? Are you going to link them together with Russians? Are you going to link them together? Tell us how you're going to explain this. Because when that comes out, that's going to be hard to explain. See, they can, they can pull all the fancy they want because they control the media for now. They control the media for now because people don't seem to understand that the mainstream media is literally a weapon they use against us because we're idiots. We don't fact check them. We see Humpty Dumpty, Brian Stetler sitting there whining and complaining. We see them smiling when they're talking about murder. We see them hoping that our country is disheveled completely. Hoping that something is wrong with this president. Geez, first, he shouldn't have been elected, so the Russians had to do it. Russians, Russians really didn't do it, so it had to be that he obstructed the investigation into Russia. But hold on a second. How do he obstruct the special counsel investigation when the special counsel investigation came after what you said he started obstructing with? It makes absolutely no sense. The timelines, they're lying so much they forget what they're lying about. And they're making it so confusing, you know, and I see people that go on guests on shows, on even Fox, on OAN even, on CNN, on MSNBC. And it's like one real question. All right, so the Mueller investigation investigated obstruction because Trump fired Comey. Yes, we did. Well, hold on a second. Wasn't Comey fired before Mueller was appointed? How's he checking to see if his investigation was being obstructed by firing Comey? Think about it, you guys. They're, li- they're literally shoveling poop down our throats, shoveling garbage down our throats, and nobody is batting an eyelash. People are just going with it. You know, <clears throat> what is going to happen this week And next week is going to be insane because next week we actually have the hearing for the extradition for Assange. The preliminaries were filed with those 18 counts. I pray that maybe we can have a fast track on this and that the United Kingdom actually concedes and gives us Assange. I pray. So we know that the declassification isn't coming anytime soon. Okay, I said that when they announced it. I said it when they announced it. It's going to be a tedious. Comey is getting arrested before we get the D-class. Comey is getting arrested before we get the D-class. And for Comey's op-ed, I'm assuming it's going to happen today, tomorrow. It's going to happen. And that's going to drop. So what you have to think about is just how this is going to be coming together. Okay. So we've got the leaks, which are linked to the whole Assange thing, the leaks, the intelligence uh, solicitation and everything. And we have to then go back 
to that cyber meeting that Coates was at too, that Glenn Simpson was at too, that Adam Schiff was at too, that Rod Rosenstein was at too, where they discussed and exchanged information, not only between themselves, but with reporters, okay? So there's one aspect. We've got Comey getting arrested first, and then we get D-class, and then well, then we get IG report, then we get D-class. So that's the order that it's going to come for. Now, the reason why I'm saying D-class is going to be coming last is because we're going to have some resistance here with Barr. Now, I know everyone's like, Barr's so great. The president's like, he's great. Yeah, he's a great lawmaker, but he's also very, very dirty. He's a guy that rolled out of college straight into the CIA. And those people never change stripes. But what they do is not move goalposts. They're more rigid on the goalposts of their... What can we do within the goalpost? So the goalpost says here, here. So let's find ways to maneuver within there to make it our way. And this is exactly the parlay that possibly happened, uh, you know, with Barr and Mueller with this statement. The fact that he's getting pension is, you know, gets me so upset. He should not even be getting a pension. We have to understand, though. That this D-class, right, why it's coming later, is because the FISA implicates a lot of senior members of the United Kingdom, their intelligence communities. We have Australia. We've got New Zealand. We've got Germany. We've got France. We've got Luxembourg. We've got Germany. Like, a lot. Okay? There's a lot. We have to remember that there were people of the Republican Party in Congress and state, some that are still there, known to help rig the elections or safeguard things um, to stymie the president getting elected and to push the fake Russia narrative and dossier. And of those Republicans, I already tweeted some of them. Those are, in fact, part of it. They will be going down. And I urge any citizen who lives within a state of those to reach out to them and call them what they are, trash. Because FISA, the D-class of FISA, will bring down the Democratic House. 2020 will be ours if we play our cards right. Allow them to go play impeachment. Because it's going to be really hard to impeach with the people that started the impeachment when they're being removed and arrested. This includes Elijah Cummings. This includes Graham. This includes Pelosi. We've got Schiff. We've got Waters. We've got so many of them right there coming down and remember anything that I get or somebody else gets or judicial watch gets pertaining to the FISA D class is not going to be part of the FISA D class. Okay. And so what we need to understand is that we have to look at this, um, fake dossier See how they use that as a foundation to put it. So right then and there, Comey committed a crime. He's committed a crime just by uh, substantiating that dossier. The substantiation of that dossier was a crime in itself. And no matter what anybody says about it, that's a fact. You can't change that. That was dirty. That wasn't supposed to happen. People are just ignorant by choice. To peddle anything, to to take to heart, to be a fact, anything that the left is peddling to them. That has to be stated. It's very important people understand that. So 
we have a lot of people right now within the left that are rejoicing with this announcement that was pretty much a reiteration of what he said before, a reiteration of his synopsis, and a reiteration of his report. So there was nothing new. This was all faux show. It's like someone coming out and saying, the Second Amendment of the United States is the right to bear arms. Hoorah! And people are screaming, and you're like, okay, that's been there for like hundreds of years. That's not new news. This is exactly what happened with Mueller. But he also gave the language, he wordsmithed it to the point where people are like, aha, he's telling us we need to impeach. And that's exactly what Nadler said, exactly what Crazy Ocasio said. Yep, 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 we're going to start impeach. Oh, go ahead then. We're ready. We are super ready. And I'm telling you, the OIG releasing, you know, today, as far as I know, um, portions of misconduct uh, that are coming, there's going to be portions of misconduct coming, uh, is going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting when we see that portions of misconduct uh, within the FBI is going to be coming out. Because I can tell you that the Office of the Inspector General, and I'm going to read this to you, finding of, of misconduct by FBI Deputy Assistant Director of Unauthorized Contacts with the media, disclosing law enforcement and other sensitive information to the media, and accepting gifts from the media. What did I say? And this is coming out today. The Department of Justice, Office of the Inspector General, initiated this investigation upon the receipt of information from the FBI, alleging that then-FBI Deputy Assistant Director Director DAD had numerous contacts with members of the media in violation of FBI policy. Additionally, it was illegal. It was alleged that the DAD may have disclosed law enforcement or other sensitive information to the media without authorization. This matter is among the OIG investigations referenced on page 430 of the OIG's review of allegations regarding various activities by the Department of the Federal Bureau of Investigation in advance of the 2016 election. So this is what was stated. The, in, the OIG investigated concluded that the DAD engaged in misconduct when the deputy attorney general, the, the deputy assistant, the FBI deputy assistant director disclosed to the media the existence of information that had been filed under seal in federal court in violation of 18 USC 401, contempt of court, provided without authorization FBI law enforcement sensitive information to reporters on multiple occasions, and three had dozens dozens of official contacts with the media without authorization in violation of FBI policy. The OIG also found that the DAD engaged in misconduct when the DAD accepted a ticket valued at approximately $225 to attend a media-sponsored dinner as a gift from a member of the media in violation of federal regulations and FBI policy. Prosecution of the DAD was declined. The OIG has completed this investigation and is providing the report to the FBI for appropriate action. Unless otherwise noted, the OIG applies the preponderance of the evidence standard in determining whether the Department of Justice 
personnel have committed misconduct. So the OIG found that the DAD committed crimes, that there was misconduct, but prosecution of the DAD was declined. Huh. Why was prosecution of the DAD declined? Why was the FBI's deputy assistant director, right, prosecution declined? Think about it. How is that happening? Who was the DAD? Anybody? Think about it. Who was the deputy director of the FBI during the 2016 elections? I'm I'm waiting for the text. Correct. So it was McCabe. There you go. So McCabe was the one that committed all these crimes. And McCabe is not going to be prosecuted. Why was prosecution declined? Why was prosecution of McCabe declined? Anybody? That is a puzzle for me. Why was it declined? Because... There's other stuff he's going to pay for. Or did he whistle blow? Did he sing like a, a, a bird? Did he tell them what we needed to know? Why was it declined? Why did they say, we do not require to arrest him? We do not require to prosecute McCabe. First of all, McCabe is not getting any pension. He was fired, right? He was fired on the spot, and it was found that Andy McCabe committed these crimes. So I am tweeting that portion out straight out of the OIG office hot. I'm sending you a screenshot of it. There we go. So why did they decline to prosecute the DAD if he committed these crimes? The only way it is, is because there was a plea agreement. That's the only way that you would get out of not being prosecuted. Or because there are ongoing investigation. So during the time that the initial report was... um, Filed, just so you know, back in 2018, right? Uh, when it was filed, prosecution was denied. When the uh, report was filed, because there's still ongoing investigations. So if we have ongoing investigations, you're not going to prosecute because you have open investigations. So ongoing investigations, grand juries, sealed indictments, all tie into it. And this is the only reason why you will not have a... Um, an indictment, uh, you know, a prosecution be put forward. So that is a huge deal, okay, that that's being dropped today and that's being dropped on the OIG site, on the Justice Department site. I just tweeted out the portion for you guys to see. Uh, So it's pretty interesting. Uh, It was posted today, this morning, and there's more tidbits coming. Um, But like I said... We're going to see Comey before the D-class. The question that one might say, well, is the OIG report coming? Drip, 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 drip. Because we need to get Comey in. So now we're telling everyone, hey, at the time of the filing, at the time of composing this, at the time of putting it together, we were not going to be uh, prosecuting 
um, the deputy uh, assistant director for the FBI uh, because it's not something that we were going to do right now. It was declined at the moment for prosecution. So this means that there is more to come, that there are more coming, more documents coming. And if you go to the Department of Justice uh, website, uh, you will see that there are uh, that they just posted this this morning. Uh, it's the findings of misconducts. Um, recommendations that have not been closed as of March 31st has also been published. So running through that, there are recommendations that are still open. Um, there's 213 pages of that. So this was actually put together in um, uh, of uh, open things that they're looking at as of March of 2019. Uh, so this report kind of says what's pending, what has been resolved, what's still ongoing, what's not closed. So like a review of the ATF's investigation on the Jean um, Baptiste Kingry, right? Um, that's on hold and pending uh, to be investigated. That's something from like 2014. So they've just given a full report of what the Justice Department still has pending or what they've resolved in regards to investigations and cases. So this is a really big deal. Um, a lot of audits I see here uh, pending from 2016, and that started all under Obama, which is pretty odd. I'm funneling through quickly to give you the tidbits that we need. I can't believe it's 213 pages for just this. Um, deadly force incidents, all of them investigated and closed. Which ones are still open, though? That's what we want to see. And, you know, they never sort it in a way that we could see it. Tribal tribal law enforcement efforts. Okay, so that's still on hold. That's pretty interesting. I'm trying to get to the good stuff. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Audit of, of the Office of Justice Program Second Chance Act. Adult Offender uh, Reentry Demonstration Program Grant awarded to Hudson County in New Jersey. Um, there was there were two million two point seven million dollars missing it, that they didn't allocate correctly of those grants from the government for those uh, people. Wow. Okay. Come on, let's get to the juicy part. So long, you guys. I'm funneling through. This is exciting. So they're giving us some drip, drip, drip. So that way you can find everything you need in here. Okay, so here it is. I, I need to read these portions to you guys, okay? A review of various action by FBI and DOJ in advance of 2016. Office, oh, the office, the, oh, the office of the Deputy Attorney General, um, it's response not due yet. The OIG recommended that the department consider developing practice guidance that would assist investigators and prosecutors in identifying the general risks with and alternatives to permitting a witness to attend a voluntary interview of another witness, in particular when the witness is serving as counsel for the other witness. What's that discussing? Oh, yeah. Cheryl Mills hanging out with... um. Clinton when she was being interviewed. Uh, so that's still not, that's open. Response not due yet. A review of various actions by the FBI and the DOJ in advance of the 2016 elections. They said that they recommend that the FBI create a practice, general risk, again, permitting witnesses. Wow, they did that twice? 
three times discussion. Oh, uh, the OIG recommended that the department consider making explicit that except in situations where the law requires or permits disclosure, an investigative agency cannot publicly announce its recommending charging decision prior to consulting with the attorney general, deputy attorney general, U.S. attorney, and his or her designee and cannot proceed without the approval of any one of these, these officials. That still has response not due yet. That's interesting. Hey, Lynch. Um, the OIG recommended that the FBI consider providing guidance to agents and prosecutors concerning the taking of overt investigative steps, indictments, public announcements, and other actions that could impact an election. So these are all about the 2016 elections. Guys, there are one, so that's nine of those. Nine, but there's subparts. What's the other subpart? The witness stuff. So there's nine of those in subparts that are still open. And that all has to do with the elections. Pretty interesting. Guys, this is 213 pages of reports um, uh, telling us how this is um, to work. That's pretty interesting. That is very interesting. I can't believe that they put that out today. Um, you would think if it was March, it would have been dropped in April or even March because it was collated then. But they actually finished it and completed it now which is very interesting. So we have the OIG that just dropped documentation. After the break, um, I want us to discuss Comey. I want us to discuss next steps and also kind of funnel through what the news is saying in response to the Mueller um, announce, uh, presser, which is basically more like, he told us that we could go ahead and impeach and that's what we're going to be doing, which is not true. That is not what they're going to be doing. They're going to fail miserably and we're all going to be having popcorn and watching that uh, from our living rooms or out in the streets. Um, on that note, I'll see you guys all in a few. This is interesting. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr. and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our legal defense fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. 
That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back, everyone, uh, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So thanks for tuning in. I already tweeted out the link with all the pending investigation. There's a lot of OIG investigations in regards to grants. We're talking missing money in the millions from tribal lands to state funding programs uh, that obviously have left like the Department of Interior or uh, the OIG HUD to get to the Justice Department through recommendations. Um, I kind of funneled through to see up until March if one of the cases that I know moved um, over to the OIG of justice for my state uh, wasn't on there, but obviously that's because they have it um, as a rep- it, it, it actually hit their desk from what I am told April. So uh, a lot of people, BuzzFeed News put out an article saying here's what Mueller meant when he said he couldn't decide if Trump was innocent. Um, and, you know, that Mueller ran away. Mueller didn't want to talk about, um, you know, didn't want to answer questions. What people need um, to understand is, is that this was just a pony show. And what uh, you also need to pay attention to are these OIG reports that came out. Because there's a lot of updates that we are waiting on. So see what's pending. Those nine that I told you in regards to the elections and the FBI, read what they said. They're still not due. And remember, the OIG grabbed hold of that, and it shows that it initiated the investigation in 2018, June of 2018. So June of 2018 was when these investigation happened. These investigations happened. So we've got, 
you know, leaks. We've got, um, you know, the whole witnesses with their lawyers that are also witnesses and giving plea deals and how they pick the agents and um, to create methods. See, when the Office of the Inspector General comes in, they look at what you're doing wrong. They're looking at where it's kind of like an audit. You know, when you get audited fiscally, they're like, all right, your books say you've got a million, but you've only allocated, allocated 500000 So that means we're missing 500000 because it's not in your bank account and you already got it and it wasn't allocated. Well, what the OIG does kind of the same. It says, all right, man, your job is to do this and this, but you don't have any fail-safes in case things drip through or bleed within the ranks. Uh, so you need to create these fail safes. It's identifying the problems and giving suggestions to fix it. Like in a financial audit, they'll say you need to figure out where this 500,000 went and maybe you need to implement new methods to make sure that this money doesn't get moved around as a line item to some different fund or anything. In this case, the OIG has explicitly said their recommendations, but the report is not due yet. And the reason the report on those nine counts, two of them have two subparts, it's A's and B's, are because there are pending criminal investigations, things at the grand jury, and sealed indictments. So it's important that people understand that when you can see Uh, When it started, when you can see that there's a remedy, that means the report is due soon. And what I've said is Huber Horowitz, the mother load is coming Labor Day weekend. That's when the mother load is coming, okay? So up until then, we'll get drip, drip, and a couple of arrests. Um, What's interesting to see is uh, the reporter that uh, McCabe worked with and this um, whole collusion in regards to money being exchanged and how they did it. So in obfuscating this report that dropped and to talk about it, um, Mueller made his announcement. And BuzzFeed has translated this announcement saying that Mueller was referring to a 2000 opinion from the department's office of legal counsel. Opinions from that office remain binding until they're withdrawn or overruled. In his report, he quoted a section of the opinion that says that charging a sitting president would undermine the executive branch ability to perform its constitutionally assigned functions, meaning that he can't be president if he's indicted, so you can't indict him, right? And in the remarks, he made note of that, that they're bound by that opinion, inferring that we wanted to criminally charge the president, but we weren't allowed to. I mean, they knew that going in anyway. So why say it, since you already know it? So right after, um, you know, he, he made this statement, um, you know, he walked away, uh, reinforced that he's not going to answer any questions and just kind of dropped that fuel. He just gaslit the whole left and that's basically what he did. And that was the whole purpose of it too. It was only to gaslight people. It wasn't to provide any new information. It wasn't to um, tell you that the president committed a crime. It wasn't to tell you that the president didn't commit a crime. It was there to be that signal for um, uh, that signal for them to know that you can go ahead on impeachment because that's all you got right now. We got nothing. Um, 
So that's pretty interesting that all the left media is stating the same thing, uh, that this was indeed a message from Mueller that Congress needs to do their job and impeach the president, which is interesting. You know, it's very interesting to see how this will move on. Um, Okay, so where are we going now? So we've got Comey. Comey's being indicted. His um, step up on his tweets is evident. Uh, This Mueller fiasco that was totally left field wasn't supposed to happen. Nobody knew about it and just happened. Occurred. We have the mainstream media restating something they did. I think they they might even run reruns. They don't even have to put new information out there. They could play the news from, you know, February or March, right? And it wouldn't be any different because that's exactly what they're doing right now. They're saying the same thing. But this time they're saying, hey, we're going to start impeachment. We already know you have. So that's the bottom line. We already know you have. Um, Sarah Sanders also responded by saying that the special counsel has completed the investigation, closed his office, and has closed the case. Mr. Mueller explicitly said that he has nothing to add beyond the report and therefore does not plan to testify before Congress. The report was clear. There was no collusion, no conspiracy, and the Department of Justice confirmed that there was no obstruction. Special Counsel Mueller also stated that the Attorney General Barr acted in good faith in his handling of the report. After two years, the Special Counsel is moving on with his life and everyone else should do the same. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) That was actually quite good from uh, our press secretary. I like that. You know, by the way, I'd love to see her on a VP ticket. I'm not, and I, you know who I would really like? Kellyanne Conway, because she's spitfire. She would be a VP that would be like, what are we doing? Let's fix this. Um, And that's something that everyone should think about. He hasn't announced Trump-Pence 2020, okay? We need to keep that in mind. He has not made that announcement yet. So for me, that's that's pretty awesome. It, it, it gives merit to the idea that, you know, um, he got caught. I mean, I knew he was going to get caught. He was in the room with Coates and Rosenstein where they were all talking about this wire. He was there. He wanted to do it. He was power hungry. He thinks he can be president. No, you can't. No, you can't. You are not going to be president because you are not for the people. You're for yourself and for the old guard. There is no way you'd be elected president, period. And no way is a fallback guy either. So, you know, the the wild thing that I don't understand is how Mueller actually was appointed, even though he had a barrage of conflict of interest from being the torch handler with, with Comey. You know, he passed the torch on to Comey after he overstayed legal, legally overstayed, overstayed what is bound by law that he could only do 10 years as FBI director. He did 12 under Obama and then passed the torch to, to, to Comey. And then Comey, after he got fired, had already prepared to pass the torch to Mueller. So he had a lot of conflict of interest and yet he was appointed. And then he says that he concluded um, that there was no Russia collusion. Like, when did you conclude that? Like, when did you conclude that there was no Russia collusion? I mean, when you opened up the investigation, it was interference. Then it evolved into Russia collusion where you found no Russia collusion. So, like, when did you have that evidence to say, 
you know, there was um, no Russian collusion from the president uh, or his campaign as president-elect or his candidate Trump. There was none. Like, when did you find it? Why can't we define the moment where you said, you know what, this is BS. There's like really no collusion. The president is clean. His campaign is clean. There was no collusion. Because what Flynn did wasn't collusion. Remember that. Speaking with the Russians was not collusion. Because he was a quasi-official in the transition period and have ed- and had every right to talk to them. So there was no collusion, yet, you know, when did you figure this out? Was it in 2017, like a week after you were in office, a month, maybe two months? Like when was the day that you said, all right, whatever, you know? But the thing is, here's, here's the thing. If you guys have worked with these databases, they're open, and until the last person reviews and clicks to submit the review and submit, um, the case isn't closed. So it just looks like it's an ongoing investigation and that's what sucks, but you have to justify the ongoing investigation. You can't have your project manager open and say, Oh yeah, it's just open at least once a week. You have to update and say, Oh, we're still looking into this. So it's not closed yet. What, what, what were the justifications? It'll be interesting. Um, and that's a FOIA request I'm going to put forward to see the project flow of the Russia collusion investigation. I'm not going to ask for any classified information. My FOIA request is going to say you can redact the information if you like, but what I want to see is the project flow of when that investigation specifically was conducted and when the special counsel had concluded that there was no Russia collusion. Um, with the Trump administration or Trump campaign. And that can be seen through uh, the software that are used in our agencies um, to track progress of an investigation. Um, and you are mandated to update those. And it logs in when you update it. So if you don't update it for two weeks and then you go back and do the week before to make it look weekly, it shows that you did that. Um, now... Uh, McConnell just came out with something weird, and this is, for me, strange. McConnell says that he vows to fill any Supreme Court vacancy in 2020. It says that Democrats are upset that Senate Majority Leader McConnell said that Republicans would confirm a new Supreme Court justice in 2020. Well, we already know, we don't know where RBG is. Like, you know, sometimes when I'm, I'm like watching Periscopes or comments on Facebook or on live Twitter feeds in general, there's that one person that is like, where's R- RGB, RBG, sorry, where is RBG? And it's like, you know, silence crickets. So 2020, um, there's going to be another one appointed. So they're really upset and hopefully we're going to have more appointed because I think the chief justice of the Supreme Court is in a lot of trouble. Uh, when this D-class goes down and we actually have all the information, it will actually demonstrate how the chief justice of the Supreme Court met with President Barack Hussein Obama and Comey and Clapper and Brennan and Lynch and Yates and Mary and 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 all of them. To discuss how they were going to, they were trying to see if this uh, the chief justice of the Supreme Court could issue an annulment for the elections based on the information they had, which didn't work out. So what they decided to was then push it with a new narrative, which was you know even though Barack Hussein Obama and his minions in London collected all this information, the judge wasn't convinced. He's like, listen, I'm not putting my name on that. This is going to be a big, you know, 
you know, stain on the drawers of the Supreme Court if this goes foul. So he said no. And then we have them again approaching him to stymie or delay the inauguration of President Trump based on the information that didn't work either. Now, this was done at the nth hour, but there is record of these meetings, and it is important that every American citizen gets to see that, gets to see that the, that the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court was on tap to the then President of the United States of America, Barack Hussein Obama, who penetrated, oh, I shouldn't use that word. I should say that attempted to steal the elections from under us by annulling them. This is why he pushed for the UN security vote in December of 2016 so that the UN can sanction Israel. He expedited that even though he knew what the position President Trump was going to take. He decided to push that vote when his job should have been like, listen, man, in three weeks, I'm not going to be president anymore. So I think we should table this for the new president. He didn't do that. He went ahead with the vote and pushed it. Uh, and then we had the new sanctions that he put on Russia. You know, nobody asked, you know, hey, is the new president going to do this? It's kind of long-term effect. He didn't care. He just went along with it and pushed it because he needed to beef up his portfolio or his dossier of why the elections should be annulled. This is a big deal, guys. And this meeting needs to be out in the forefront. No one's talking about it. I mean, um, Judicial Watch mentioned that there were feverish emails going around at the beginning of January, but no one's implicating the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. And this is a big deal. Because remember, Comey under oath said that he only met Barack Hussein Obama three times. He said that. He testified that. That's a lie. We have two of them just in 2013 where we see them meeting. Before, um, you know, when he met with the president um, to be confirmed, you know, um, to be nominated. And then after he was confirmed, then we have him again somewhere else meeting with the president. So it's more than three times that he met with the president, um, with President 44. So, you know, when he testified, oh, I only saw Barack Hussein Obama like three times. So there was no point in like, you know, collecting notes. It's like liar, liar, pants on fire. What are you talking about? You were his FBI director from 2013 up until 2016. That's three years. You're going to tell me what you saw him once a year. I've got you in photo ops entering into offices with him. One with Mueller and yourself because Mueller was then FBI director. Then is you as FBI director and so many other meetings that we have on record that you were meeting with him telephonically or in person. Are you kidding? But you have no notes on Obama, but you sub suddenly decided that you're going to put notes on Trump because you felt uneasy. Come on, you wimp. Wimp. Liar, 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 pants on fire. All of them. Liars. They suck. They suck. They have no backbone. They just wanted power. They just wanted our country. They just wanted to enslave us. That is what they wanted and they didn't get it. And look at them. They're taking it from the from the point of, oh, let's just see if there was Russia uh, election meddling, you know, because then they had to justify, you know, uh, why Hillary Clinton lost, right? So if we could find that there was election meddling, then tie in the Trump administration, perfect. So that Mueller investigation evolved from that to obstruction of justice because President Trump fired Comey. And it's like, but you appointed Mueller after Comey was fired. So how is the president obstructing justice or disallowing Mueller to continue the investigation if he was, oh my gosh, it's just pure insanity. You know, the, the bottom line is, 
They're all front holes. They all have no idea what they're doing. This was the most remedial, most kindergarten, most disgusting plot to overthrow a sitting president to usurp our democratic elections. You know, bottom line is I would have done a better job with the, with the access to the people and the resources globally and nationally that Barack Hussein Obama had, I would have done a better job. These people suck. Yet, they have been very successful in penetrating the Trump administration. They have placed some beautiful plants. They're all cactuses, but they've planted them. And one of them is Barr. He postured himself, got in. Friends, you know, friends with Mueller. You think them two didn't sit down or through Bible study exchange notes with their wives through the Bibles? You know, each wife traded a note and brought it back to her husband so nobody can see it. You think they didn't communicate and say, all right, you're going to do this. You're going to say this. You're going to do. Yes, they did. He's old guard. You do not trust old guard. You know who I would trust? A manager of a Kmart being, uh, you know, not a manager, a lawyer of Kmart. Right, a local Kmart in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska that's a good lawyer with a sound mind. I would trust them more as attorney general right now than I do AG Barr. Okay, that is who I would trust more. You know, that is the way it is. I would trust Captain Hook to be my proctologist rather than the DOJ, rather than the FBI right now. Captain Hook can give me a rectal exam and it would be safer and I'd feel more comfortable than the DOJ or FBI. Why? Because one of them are dirty. The other one just has a hook, so you know what you're getting into, right? With the FBI and the DOJ, you have no idea what you're getting into because look who's in charge. Ray, he's kind of gray. He's like, is he a white hat? Is he a black hat? He's just middle of the road doing his thing. And it's like, but you've been there all this time. You were there when the DAD was dilly-dallying with the media. You saw, you heard, you observed. And the OID said there were gift exchanges and a lot of communications with media giving them information. You know, you sat there and saw this. Did you speak up? No, you didn't. That's a problem. So in the next couple of days, I'm, in the next 48 hours, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be very interesting to see Comey. We need to focus on Comey first because he's the first one going down. He's the one making the most noise. Most noise. And it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch how the media mitigates this, okay? Because the mitigation is the problem. But what you know, the long scope that people need to understand is in, in government operations, just like in military. It's your chain of command that is responsible. So if I'm in charge of a whole division or a platoon or a department, I'm in charge for every single thing that goes on in that department. So Comey is responsible for what, you know, McCabe was doing because he was under his watch. But again, whatever Comey was doing directly, he reported to who? The White House. What Lynch did, White House. What DOJ did, White House. What CIA did, White House. We have to remember what the chain of command is. We have to understand just how this works. I explained to you two shows ago about the contractors that we have identified, plus the extra one, that have these things. I've identified that. 
it's important that people, you know, maybe re-listen if you haven't heard it or kind of look about things the way things are going. But the reason I tell you this is that we're seeing a lot of fake investigations started by committee members. They have been stymied right now with the discovery of these secret subpoenas. So the only thing they have left is to initiate impeachment, and it's going to be done from the left. But we are at this point going to see the right. I've named them already. They're on Twitter. Um, I should write up an article, but guys, I have a contract fulfillment that I'm working on that is so massive. Um, it was bigger than what I expected. I was like, you know, oh, it's just, you know, 200 files. Turned out to be way more than that. Each file had like files in it and it had like 50 to 80 files in it. So it's pretty insane. But um, I got a lot of work to do on the side. But I should put that out in writing more. But I think Q does a pretty good job if you go back and read. Um, it's exactly what we're seeing now. Uh, Q has been really on point with everything that has been posted. Everything that I'm stating, he's stated. It's, uh, well, it's not a he. It's a they, right? I have to state that. It's a they. So if I drop the article, you hear my show, or you could just go back and read the drops... Patriots are telling you the same thing in different ways. What we need to remember is that the advocation of overthrowing a government is a really big deal. Because if you're doing all of this in knowledge, like you know that you are advocating to overthrow your government. If you know this, right, if you know this, you're in trouble. And that is an important, you know, last point that I want to make today. Advocating to overthrow your government is a very big deal. And this week, that's going to be coming into conversation. Because if you knowingly do it, you can't unknowingly like say, well, I donated there. I didn't know they were overthrowing. But if you knowingly do it by advising or teaching or pushing propaganda or making it desirable or, you know, making people rally for it to overthrow the government with false information, with malintention. Remember, even if you're trying to use a legal process called impeachment proceedings, if you're advocating to overthrow the government, it's a crime. And that should start in the discussions. Because when you're organizing with any respect to a group or assembling your persons or recruiting new members or regrouping or whatever, creating clubs or whatever, you are organizing to overthrow and advocating to overthrow the government, which is what? If they're starting the impeachment proceedings and you see them start promoting it as if it's a campaign thing, this is advocating to overthrow the government. I'm saying this as a last thought because it's going to come into talking points uh, the next couple of days. On that note, I want to wish everyone a great evening from all of us here at Bread State Talk Radio. God bless you. Pray. Be patient. It's all going to work out. And even though some of you are sold on bar, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, especially when that egg old guard thanks for tuning in i'll see you again here today here on red state talk radio monday through friday 12 to 2 god bless